Hey, Maggie girl, how you doing today? I'm doing so good. How are you? It's been a fantastic day. And you know why it's yeah. even getting, getting better? Because it's episode 20 of our podcast. 20 episodes, 20 weeks. I know. Man. It's gone by Actually, so fast. Yeah, think back to the first episode. I was still living in Georgia. It was summer. I mean, life was just so different. Now I live in California. I know. I mean, I feel like that's the major change, but like also just I, I've changed so much as a person, I guess. And you and mom have had to too now, like being empty nesters. Like these 20 weeks have been a really like influential time in our lives. And it's so cool that we have like recorded conversations of all that and going through it. That's so cool. And we've had a lot of people coming along with us on that journey. So what I'd like to do is um, once we get into the podcast, this episode, I'd like to like think back on what we've been through, what we've learned, and kind of capture that and also maybe set yeah. some intentions or commitments for what's coming and how, how the podcast is going to grow. Basically owning what we've learned and putting it to use uh, for the future. Does that sound good? Absolutely. All right, that sounds really good. So before we get into that, let's uh, go ahead and roll that intro music. Get started. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. So for me, thinking back, it has gone very quickly, and I think I've learned a lot. Um, I've started listening to other podcasts very differently because now I put myself in that mindset. And I've also recognized like how much content I've consumed about podcasts and you know radio and things like that, and all that has sort of served me in this role. Um, and then you know it's kind of changed the way I live my life because during the week I think about things that I want to talk to you about on the show, or I think about a yeah. story that I could tell, or moments like that. So it's been very interesting how the podcast has affected the way I live. Do you feel that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually feel like I kind of went in the opposite direction. Like even leading up to filming our first podcast, you probably remember I had a section in my notes on my phone that was anytime I thought of something that might be funny to talk about on the podcast, I wrote down. Um, I don't really do that anymore. Uh, I mean, we we kind of talk a little bit before and we do do structure and plan, um, but I've changed in the way I've structured and planned, I guess. I think you've changed a lot in general just because you're more independent now because you're growing. Like, I think maybe the listeners have seen that arc of your life a little bit. Um, but yeah. I definitely notice a difference when we plan properly and like when we're prepared for the podcast versus just kind of winging it. Um, and yeah. so that, that both to are me, fun. Yeah, both are really fun. And, and I feel like it's a different skill set. What, what do you think you're better at now than you were when we started? Um, Leading conversations, I guess. Just like more confident. Um, I mean, in the beginning, we were really just kind of figuring it out. We're still figuring it out. Um, When we started this podcast, we clashed a bunch in what our vision was for the podcast. I wanted a lighthearted, fun, comedic podcast that the whole thing people were just going to laugh through. You wanted a more of a motivational podcast where we could answer questions and kind of just help people in their lives in a motivational type of way. Um, yep. So we're, we're trying to find a balance. I think we're, that, still, we're still learning. I think what we've decided and discovered is you can do both. 
You know, and yeah, when we start thinking about intentions just by for making the, them laugh, yeah. Yeah, when we start thinking about intentions for the podcast for the future, I am so excited because I really feel like, you know, at this 20th episode mark, really owning the learning and the and the growth and the structure that we figured out that works. I want to bring an intention of even more like preparedness. And um, for me, like being spontaneous and funny requires a little bit more prepping um, mm-hmm. sometimes. And so I want to do that for you. And I want to do more and more, like more hilarious yeah. and also more helpful because I think we could do both. And I think that's kind of the interesting thing about this show, particularly is we can have super amounts of fun and also go deep and into some issues that you and I are working on and maybe other people are as well. Um, the, the response yeah. from the questions at wholesomechaos.com has been amazing from all over the world. And so please go out there and continue to give us your questions. I don't know that we'll do any on this particular show, but um, any other intentions for you in terms of going forward? You know, actually, I was thinking about this today because Matthew um, came over today, Matthew Nichols. um, You know him well. You've met him a few times. He's one of my good friends out here. And he was helping me film for an audition, and then we did some content. And one of the things we were doing was a TikTok for his channel. Um, You might have seen these, Dad, where there's like a jar next to the camera, and you try and throw in pens. Yes. And you say like, if this goes in, da 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 da. Yes. And one of the ones he said was, if this goes in, I get to do a podcast with you and your dad. And it didn't go in, but it it brought me back around to that question that you and I have thought of a good bit of where do guests fall into this show. Um. And that's something I've been thinking more and more about. Yeah. What's interesting? It would be fun. uh, It would be very fun. And I think it could be both hilarious and helpful. When I was playing golf with with Heath, we were talking about Unfiltered and, um, you know, basically their podcast. They did the whole first year with no guests because they really wanted to, like, make sure they knew what the show was about and give their listeners an expectation. And then the second season, it was like, okay, now we're introducing guests. That might be a good way to do it, but um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I think another I think that's smart. A, a, a cool like segue into that might be something I was thinking about, and, and kind of an intention I have is more podcasts with the whole family, with all four of us, you, me, Eddie, and mm-hmm. mom, on at the same time, where we kind of expand into talking about some bigger issues or stories that where we all have a different perspective. Um, I think that could be a really good like way to open that door into a bigger conversation. And I think that's totally something we could maybe do for like Christmas, have like a Christmas family episode or something like that. Down, yeah, absolutely. I'm so down with that. That's going to be great. Yeah. And we'll all be oh here gosh. so we can just set it up in the studio and be live. I will say when it comes to guests, I cannot imagine having someone else on and us all being virtual. Oh, That yes. would be very difficult. That's one thing, like, like every time Heath and Mariah have, like, a guest on, I'm pretty sure they're all in the same place, which we've talked about this a ton, where, like, I know we prefer in-person podcasts, um, but, yeah, it I, with one more person, I can imagine that being a little tricky. <laughs> People do it all the time, though. I mean, it's just, it, yeah. it changes the, t- the timing of the show a little bit. Yeah. You know so, what I think we should do? What? How do we How do we decide what a season is? How many episodes is a season? It's a year, essentially. Really? So, so it'd be a whole 52 weeks. 
Okay, well, we need, whenever we start season two, we need some new pictures for the cover because I look so much older. In real life? No, then in the picture that we have for the podcast. To be fair, I was trying to look younger for it. Like I thought, you know, I just wanted it to be very clear, like father, daughter, wholesome chaos, like that. That was the vibe we were going for. But I, I feel like I look so different now. I also, my hair's a little lighter. I have bangs. You know, like it, it's different, but new pictures for season two. Okay, we'll do that for sure. We could, you, <laughs> absolutely, we could even change it mid-season if you want to. But, That's okay. Uh, so I have a story for you from this morning, and okay. uh, I thought this might be something funny to share. So it's been a busy full day, and I know you've had a really productive day, day too because you told me mm-hmm. about a lot of content you got done and things like that. Well, I did my weekly video today, and you know, every single week for the past like five years, I've done a two and a half minute coaching video. Eddie edits these for me. It's like really high level of production, and it's something I, I take very seriously. Um, no surprise, I've got kind of my own particular way of doing things, and a little bit obsessive, of, you know, about the way it gets done. Um, and mm-hmm. so I was doing one this morning, and I decided to do it out at Stone Mountain, which is 50, 15 minutes or so away from our house. Um, the other thing about it is it has to be at first light because when I film these, I film them by myself and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing all this at the very first light of the day. So I like to be at the location before the sun even begins to come up, like yeah. in the dark. And so, you know, a lot, there's a lot you got to do to get ready for that. So I, I'm up early and getting ready and picking up my clothes and shaving and like, okay, I'm ready and my, I'm trying to look awake and I get a big cup of coffee and I'm on my way out, you know, batteries charged, got the tripod, got everything like that. And I go in our neighborhood. And you know how sometimes, or actually often, I don't really bring like a travel mug, but I bring like a whole big coffee cup, you know, like yeah. a regular coffee cup. And I don't like little coffee cups. I like big coffee cups. So I've got a big cup of coffee sitting in kind of like the middle console of my car. And I'm thinking about other things, I guess, because I go to the stop sign and I stop the car and the whole coffee cup just dumps right in the front of my car, like into the screen and into the uh, console where the my wallet no. is and all my stuff is. And fortunately, like my, my iPad and my tra- tripod and camera and stuff was like over to the side. But I was like, Oh my gosh. And three things immediately like went into my mind. The first was, mm-hmm. you know, I just dumped coffee all over my car and that's a problem. Yeah, it's classic. a problem for my car. <laughs> the second thing was like, what, what does this mean to my shoot today? Because now I'm going to be late if I go back and try to deal with this and clean it up or go get more coffee or whatever. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to miss sunrise. I got to get the get the job done still. And then the third thing yeah. was, I have no coffee. And, and literally, I had not even had a sip of my coffee. And you no. know how like dependent I am on ca- caffeine. And so, yeah. so what do you think I decided to do in that moment? I think, I think you probably had extra clothes in the car. You well, have a my lot clothes, clothes were okay. Because it went oh, okay, forward. Okay. It didn't spill on me. It, it spilled like, all gotcha, gotcha. Like exploded in my car. So you do not have napkins in your car. Um, I had a because, towel though. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I think you probably threw the towel on it, tried to wipe it up a little bit, hit a Starbucks drive-through, and went and filmed your weekly video. 
close. So there okay. was um, no time for Starbucks because it was already starting to get light. So I went and I filmed my weekly video with no caffeine. And no, it was okay. Like I I was all right with it. Um, But I did notice it was like harder to get going. And I realized right then like how addicted I am to coffee. But like the words coming out of my mouth were like not flowing quite as smoothly as they normally do. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So my car really, really smells like coffee now. Mom will attest to that because she drove like a lot of worse things. Yes, exactly. Totally. I, I like the smell of coffee for sure. Mm-hmm. And the, w- and the video though. came out great. And, and I so appreciated the coffee that I got to drink afterward. So that oh, was yeah. excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I find that um, when I don't have coffee in the morning for some reason, because say I'm going to meet a friend for coffee like later in the afternoon, um, when I actually do end up getting that coffee, it's like, ah, like it's so exciting. It's so good. I love coffee. Yeah, it is great. And I also love the feeling of the weekly videos because it's like a creative offering. You know, like like grandma is an artist. I grew up with mom painting, my mother painting all the time and producing this artwork. And I kind of mm-hmm. look at my weekly videos as my arti- artistic creations because uh, yeah. I put a lot of planning into it, a lot of thought into it, into the script. And then I'm very spontaneous in terms of where I shoot it and how I use the light. And um, so I take a lot of pride in those. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, all the other content that you put out in the world, little artistic offerings every step of the way. So what have you awesome. been working on? What have you? What kind of art have you been doing, Maggie? I've been making, making some TikToks, making some YouTube videos and auditions, filming lots and lots of auditions. Tell me um, about that. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. And it's so stressful. It's stressful just because they're kind of backed up right now. And so I have like a lot of deadlines on same days. Um, But but it's good. I filmed another audition before this. That's why Matt was here. Um, Filming another one tomorrow. It's it's so great, though, because it's something I've like hoped and prayed about for so long to not even... I mean, like, obviously, yes, to book things and to like be working professionally. But just to be auditioning is like what I've wanted to do for since I was a child. Like I've I remember I was actually talking to Matt about this where I'm so good at taking feedback now. I'm like a lot better at taking feedback now. But when I would audition when I was younger and I'm talking about like elementary middle school, like young, mm-hmm. whenever mom would give me a note, I would come at it with such attitude and sass and be like like I'm the actor. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to book this Disney show. I did not yep. book that Disney show, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I've gotten so much better at taking critiques. And I have just a hard time be, with criticism as well, or critiques. Uh, yes. Yeah, as well yes. as criticism. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's just so fun to be auditioning again and to be acting and working on things. Like I, the other day, all my work that I had to do that day, well, actually, Oh my goodness, crap. I actually have a lot of schoolwork I need to do today. I just realized that. Oh yeah, you're still um, in school. How about that? I know. I know. <laughs> but um I was planning, I was like, okay, well I'll just I'll go to this coffee shop and I'll I'll read the script and then I'll like work on some like character analysis stuff and just like memorization. And I just had a moment where I stopped and I was like, just enjoy this. Like this is what you've wanted for so long is to just like be doing this. And you're doing it. It's so cool. 
So yeah, that's what I do. You go through the process of preparing a whole character for every audition. Do you read the whole script? Like, how deep do you go? It depends um, what I have time for. Um, Sometimes I read the full script. Um, Sometimes I don't. Sometimes all like I was actually I was in a class talking about this, and like one of the auditions that I'm filming, I think tomorrow is like 15 pages, and she even said she was like. She used to be a casting director, and she was like, as a casting director, this is so mean to give you because there's only so much you can do, like so much time you can put in because there's so much of it. Like you, you can't really deep dive because you have to like memorize so much and work on so much. Um, so it depends on each thing. But yeah. <laughs> well, that's exciting. And it'll be even more exciting whenever you know you get cast in something, and that's inevitable. It's going to happen sooner or later. Hopefully sooner. We'll see. That's honestly that's the scary thing that even talking about this right now, I like I was like, ah, do I want to be saying all this? Because like what if I what if I don't book anything? But what if you do? And how would that change what we're doing now? How would that change the podcast and other commitments? It's like, you know, and that's part of wholesome wholesome chaos is you can't know what the future is. All you can do is Mm -hmm. just engage for the ride and and go with it. Yeah. And if I don't book anything, everyone listening to this, let's just pretend that this conversation <laughs> didn't happen and that I haven't been auditioning. What? Uh, no, but I have I have a fun segment idea if you're down. For now? Yes, right now. I'm down. Bring it on. Okay. Let's roll. So mom sent me earlier today, she sent me a list of really like dumb laws I don't think all of them are still current laws. I think they're just laws that have been passed at some point. Okay. So I'm going to read you three laws, and the only issue is one of them I'm lying about, and you have to guess which one. Which one is not an actual law? Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, one one-armed piano players must perform for free. That, that is that is the law number one, okay? What? Okay. <laughs> number two, it is illegal for women to gargle with mouthwash in public. Okay. Okay. And number three, a man with a mustache may never kiss a woman in public. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, I got two it. So, of these. Yeah, two of them are actual. Like, so the piano, the one on piano, can't get mm-hmm. paid. That's the first one. Yeah. Second one is free. women can't gargle with mouthwash in public. Yes. And the third is the mustache thing. If you have a mustache, yeah. you can't kiss a woman in oh, public. Absolutely not. Wow, that to me the most absurd <laughs> of these. Now, they're all absurd. They're all ridiculous. Yeah. But the most mm-hmm. ridiculous is probably the one-armed piano player. But that leads me to think that maybe that's also true. Why would it be true? Okay. Maybe Why to even the playing field against some really amazing, talented one-armed piano player. Mm. People were jealous he was getting all the work. I don't know. Yep. Um, maybe... Uh, I could see that people would think that women gargling or kissing with mustaches in public might be, uh, you know, disturbing the peace somehow. Maybe that's a thing. But if peace I had to pick, is so disturbed. Yeah, I'm going to say that the piano one is true, but I'm not sure why. 
And I'm going to okay. say the gargling with the mouthwash is true, but the mustache mm-hmm. kissing is not true. Okay. Do you want me to reveal to you? Yeah, well, yes, please. Playing the piano one is true. Okay. The mustache is true. No kidding. Women, the gargling with mouthwash for women, I made that one up. Well, that's very creative. And uh, Isn't you fooled that me. crazy? Oh my gosh. Should I do another? Do they go into explaining these at all? Um, a little bit. Okay, let me look at this. So the one-armed, it says one-armed piano players must perform for free. And that was discriminatory. Definitely. Um, that's all it says. It's discriminatory. Is this from your um, legal classes? No, mom sent me this. I don't know where she found this. Okay. Um, the mustache one, it says, of course, there were laws to curb perversity, such as a man with a mustache may never kiss a woman in public. So that was just looking out for homegirls. Um, I guess <laughs> I so. Know. I guess mustaches could be gross <laughs> if you don't take care of them. Okay, one more Who round of this, and then I've got something for you. Is mom like 100% sure this is a real website? (laughs) (laughs) She said she got it years ago. And like, I don't even know if it was, you know, we haven't done a fact checking, like a deep dive analysis of this. Okay. Okay. We'll just go with it. Okay. Ready? Yes. Any member of the church, nun slash priest slash et cetera, may not attend a comedy club. Probably okay. true. Next one. Horses are forbidden to eat fire hydrants. What? Okay. Third one. One must obtain written permission from the city council before throwing bricks into a highway. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't see how any of those could be true. Okay. But I will say that um, probably the first one is true. The second one, it doesn't make sense to me about how a horse could even eat a fire hydrant, which leads yeah. me to think you didn't make it up. Um, I, I would have done a better job. You would have done a better job. So I would say the throwing your bricks into the fire. into No, I would have reversed that completely. I'm going to say the first one's false and go against my, my first impression. You got it. That's yeah. completely correct. Incredible. Because the other two were too absurd, right? Okay. Yeah, it said the horse one said that that law was um, like struck from all fifty states, but is still true in Canada. So I don't know any of our Canadian listeners. Let us know if if that's true. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of letting us know things, since we mentioned the whole guests on a podcast, um, if you have ideas for guests. Submit those at wholesomechaos.com too. That would be cool yeah. to know. All right. So I've got um, some little known facts, kind of similar premise, but very different. I did my own research, okay. Maggie. And so the first question I have for you to see if you get it right is which animal do you think holds its breath longer, a dolphin or a sloth? Sloth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hey, any idea how long? Oh, um, man. Up to 40 minutes. 40 minutes. (laughs) It slows its heart rate down. No, not two hours, but 40 minutes. It's pretty amazing. Second little known fact, 
it's impossible to hum while holding your nose. You're just trying to get me to do it right now, aren't you? I'm trying to get you to do it. You know, everybody who's listening to the podcast is going to do it. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) What is that noise? Oh my gosh. Because your nose has to become the, um, the like echo chamber for the sound. And so if you pinch your nose, (laughs) it doesn't work. You can't hum. So if you're ever around somebody who's humming and it's driving you nuts, just grab their nose and you're going to yeah, shut them right up. Break their nose. No, yep. no, don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, third question for you, little known fact. What year mm-hmm. was the popsicle invented? Um, 1728. No. <laughs> okay. No, it was, it was much later than that. It was actually in the 20th century, 1905 by Frank Epperson. Frank Epperson was 11 years old. I love this story because I kind of started my own business or learned to juggle when I was 11 years old, so I can I can really relate to this guy, but it was mm-hmm. all an accident. So Frankie, Frank Epperson, was making his like drink, and what they did is they took like this soda powder mixed with water, and you have a little stirring stick in your cup. Well, he did this, but he left his cup outside, and then it was mm-hmm. a really cold night, and the next morning, he had accidentally made a popsicle, which That's he amazing. which he decided to call the Epsicle, the Epsicle, named after Frank Epperson. Like he wanted to put his own name in it, and so he yeah. started selling these like all around town. Became very very popular. He even got a patent. I mean, this is how enterprising this young kid was. Like he got the <laughs> patent for the Epsicle. And patented this whole concept of you know frozen ice with a stick in it, uh, flavored yeah. ice, and then um, it became the popsicle because that's just what everybody else naturally called it. Like his his consumers started calling it a popsicle, so he was like, "All right, let's go with that." Which is a great rule for business. You got to listen to your customers and recognize. Yeah. It's not about you. It's not about your name. It's about what they want and what they call it. So he went with the, the popsicle and the rest is history. Now there's, there's a lot in this story that, that we're leaving out. Like I would be really interested to know like some of the steps along the way um, that enabled this 11-year-old kid to like form a popsicle empire. Um, that's pretty yeah, amazing. That's so cool. Come on, yeah. entrepreneur. <laughs> That's well, sick. We, we we have a little entrepreneurial tendency in this family for sure. Do you remember playing ping pong in Aunt Wendy and Uncle Jim's basement? Like oh, totally. Family tournaments? Yes. They're great at it. Like Clayton and Uncle Jim and even Claire. Claire is amazing at ping pong. Their whole family really spent a lot of time down there, I think. She's I don't, not as amazing at it now because she's so used to pickleball. Oh, that's right. Well, pickleball is, is a similar sport, but not quite as quick, I guess. Um, yeah. Are you good at it? Ping pong? Ping pong. Uh, no. I was going to say, what I remember about playing ping pong in Aunt Wendy and Uncle Jim's basement was the main thing I remember is how loud it was. Like, hmm. our family our family is very loud in general. Mm. Um. But oh my goodness, playing ping pong, everyone was just screaming and yelling, but like laughing, yelling. Like our, our family, a lot of them, when they laugh, they yell. <laughs> That's true, especially so, when they're around each other. My sisters kind of yeah. increase each other's decibels quite a bit. Yes, 
this is this is very true. <laughs> so I w- it'll be interesting to see how that experience compares to this ping pong tournament. <laughs> Excellent. Well, be sure to tell me more as you learn it. And uh, I can't wait to hear the stories about how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of stories, I was thinking uh, about stories I could tell you from my past. Mm-hmm. I thought that might be something fun going forward uh, that we could like bring up more of those those deep memories um, that maybe you don't know yet. And so um, if you'd like, I could tell you one today. Yeah, go for it. All right. I'll give you a choice. So it's story time. And I will either um, tell you the story about the first time that I went to Las Vegas when I was 15 years old or about skeeching in Chicago or about building a boat. So you get to pick. Do I get to know what skeeching is first? Well, only if you pick that, that option. Otherwise, I'll tell that story at another time. But you get one today. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, okay. Let me think. I got to know. What's skeeching? Let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Skeeching is, I, that's what we called it. It was, it was a sport of sorts, um, which was highly illegal and very, very dangerous. Um, I, in fact, only heard about it growing up. I, I never did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what, it, what it was is that in Chicago, when it snows and the roads get really snowy and icy, the concept is you go up to a car. Um, it's kind of like Back to the Future where Michael J. Fox grabs the back of the car on a skateboard and he's pulled by the car. But it's like that, only it's the snow. So you're sliding on the snow behind a car and you sneak on so the car doesn't know you're there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's a it's a terrible idea and like we we grew up hearing about people like skeeching accidents where kids would get killed and stuff like that so never do this. And, it, and yeah, it's a terrible idea. We're not recommending this at all. Um, one one year there was a holiday party probably around Christmas time where my cousins came over to our house at 57th and Pulaski and we had a big fun time. Well, there had just been a huge snowstorm. Like all this fresh powder and our whole yard was covered in snow, like a foot of snow. And we decided to go out and play. Well, we stepped outside and someone in our group got the idea that maybe we should go, you know, if we were ever going to do it, now might be the safest time because cars are driving really slow. If you find one at a stop sign, you can, you can go try it. Um, and so we kind of did. We, we left the backyard. We walked up to the stop sign, and it did not go well, but I felt this immense mm. amount of guilt. Like we barely even like, touched a car. It, it, it hardly yeah. even we, – we didn't get into it, and in fact, we probably are, our, our better senses kind of kicked in, and we decided, yeah, this is way too dangerous. We shouldn't do it. So we get home, or we get back to the house. Meanwhile – my cousin Andrea had been out and to look on us, to check for us, and she couldn't find mm-hmm. us in the backyard. I mean, it's still like a perfect blanket of snow behind our house, yeah. this thick foot of snow. And, and she went back inside and said, I don't know where these guys are. And um, meanwhile, it was me and my other cousins, Rick, Ricky and Ed and Brannon, and, mm-hmm. and we decided, oh, we we should mess up the yard. And so we start running around the yard and rolling and tumbling and like making all these tracks in the snow to cover our tracks by making more tracks. So we yeah. go in the house and my mom's standing there and she says to me, where have you been? 
And she looks at me with this penetrating gaze. And I swear, Maggie, like I totally confessed, like not just for Aww. myself, but for my cousins. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. We were skeeching and it was terrible and it didn't even really go well. And my cousins are looking at me like, what are you doing? And I just totally yeah. like, like, uh, you know, gave up all the goods on myself and my cousins. Um, and because my mom had, was so amazing at wielding like this, this, uh, guilt, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of like, um, you know, making me feel like I was always under the eye. But she also convinced me that, that there was like this neighborhood network. She called it the PPN, the Parent Patrol Network, that was always going to uh, basically rat me out. Like I was never going to get away with anything. And I believed I think it. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah. So that That's was the time wild. that I went skeeching in Chicago and it did not go well. It barely happened at all. And I learned my lesson and uh, got, probably got in big trouble as well. Yeah, that sounds like it could go bad really quickly. I'm glad you guys were all safe. Yes, absolutely. So never try this, my friends. Uh, it's a terrible idea, and I was lucky to be able to tell that story. But the funny part about the story was actually me telling on myself and my cousins like thinking I was an idiot for doing so. I have a question. Yep. So you travel a lot, always have. Well, as, as long as I've been alive, you've always traveled. Um, been to a lot of different places. What has been your favorite airport? Hmm. And why? That's a great question. And I have been traveling a long time. Actually, even before I started traveling for work, um, because my dad actually worked for Delta Airlines. Mm -hmm. And back in the day when I was in college, um, there weren't frequent flyer programs, things like that. So there were a lot of empty planes or, you know, space available flying around. And the rule was that you could always fly non-rev on a plane if there was space available. And in fact, What does non-rev mean? uh, Non-revenue. So you're I'm flying as because my dad has this job with Delta or with Worldspan at the time, which was affiliated with Delta, that I could gotcha. go and fly anytime I wanted, unlimited. Not only that, Maggie, but I had like a stack of tickets that mm-hmm. um, blank tickets. Like I could literally go to the airport, look up and say, where do I want to go today? Write my own ticket and turn it in and just go. So cool. Yeah. And there was like very little security and traveling was just way different. People were always dressed up nicer. It was like traveling was like an event. And so I fell in love with flying and, you know, I even became a pilot at one point because, you know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn to fly and and I, I just love the, you know, the, the aspect of it where you can literally change your whole reality in just a matter of a couple of hours and be in a completely different place, different climate. Uh, and so in terms of a favorite airport, that would be a hard one to pick. I'd probably top say- three. Top three. Top um, yeah. Like most fascinating airport was probably uh, Narita in Japan. Um, just because everything was different and you know, just beautiful airport, first class, amazing. I've been there a few times connecting through to different places like you know, Singapore or uh, to Australia, things like that. Um, the other airport, wow, there's something that popped into my mind, totally crazy and memorable, was in 1988 when I got to fly to uh, Saudi Arabia. And it was mm-hmm. crazy. It was the first time I flew into just a a, a very, very different country with armed guards everywhere. And, and it was almost very militarized at the time. 
And I was going in there to perform, again, to do shows for uh, an American oil company there called Aramco Oil at the time. Um, It's now Saudi Aramco. It now belongs to the country. Um, But at the Mm -hmm. time, we were going there to perform for Westerners, and I was going with my good buddy, Bill Clary. But that was 1988. I was only 20 years old. I was a kid. And then, you know, so there's the big airport, the modern airport. There's the crazy airport. And then there's maybe like a small airport, like like Steamboat, like flying into Hayden Airport where it's just tiny. It's just you walk off the plane and you, you don't, there's not even a gate. You go right to the, to the tarmac and you have to walk yeah. your way in. And so that's just a variety of different things because um, to me, every airport's kind of cool because you al- almost immediately get a sense for the place. It's like how sophisticated, how large is this area and, and where am I going to go from here? Um, and you just figure it out. But it's like, you know, if you think about Doctor Who, like landing his uh, or her um, telephone booth, you know, in the middle of whatever, it's like you step out and you look around and you're like suddenly like, where am I? And so airports yeah. for me are like magical places. They really are. Man, I think that's funny you said his or her because I didn't think you had seen Doctor Who in a long time, but you know that... I guess you know that they cast a woman in it as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Gotta we stay used, current. Fun fact. Yeah, we used to watch Doctor Who in our family. We we I got pretty hard into it. I'm not even going to lie. I don't know why I'm exposing myself on the podcast, but <laughs> man. I well, I don't know why I even pulled that reference, but it's like, you know, the idea of yeah. like, I don't know where I'm going to be. I just land in an interesting place and go. Just go. No, I got you. I, I've told you this before and you don't remember this, but I remember this so specifically. It was a day when you and Eddie had been watching Doctor Who for a while and I had never seen it. And you guys were like, just come watch an episode with us. And I was like, ugh, fine. Um, and I specifically remember you saying, like, this is the day your sister gets into Doctor Who. And sure enough, sure enough, <laughs> I did. I did, in fact. Oh, I've got some embarrassing Doctor Who stories, but maybe... Maybe we'll save those for another podcast. Yeah, that sounds good. I think we're going to wrap <laughs> this one up and and celebrate the twentieth episode coming to a conclusion. 20. It'll be it'll be twenty one next week. And uh, and my wow. friends, please, if you haven't yet, subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you follow us. Talk about it with your friends. You know, one of my goals for this year and for the next like future of the podcast is to really grow the numbers because I feel like we have a clearer idea of what we want to do every week and how we want to help people and give them both you know hilarious, fun, and helpful information that really serves their life. And we want to do that in bigger and better ways going forward. And of course, that means spreading the reach. And so if you can, if you think about it and enjoy it, mention to, uh, this to three or four friends. And so we can really grow the reach of the podcast. That would be absolutely amazing. Follow us at wholesomechaos.com and tell us a little bit about yourself there as well. Ask your questions and, uh, and, and that'll be amazing. And you can follow us on our other socials. It's Dan Thurman and Maggie Thurman on everything except TikTok. My dad is Maggie's dad123. And yeah, give us a follow over there. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Well, good luck with all those auditions, Maggie. Keep doing the amazing thank work you. that you are. I believe in you. You're awesome, and I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Thanks. And we love you, everyone. Take care. <laughs> have a great week, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Yeah.
a good thing I shaved my mustache so I could kiss mom in public. Ew. 